Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. We have a results update for you, and we'll start in just 30 seconds. Cascade Hoop Talk, Billy D. Join us on Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Today we're going to review last week's top 25 performance. We're going to start with number one, Spring Arbor. Coming off the loss to Cornerstone, they visit Rochester. After a tight first half, Rochester established control mid-second half. But at the nine-minute mark, after a three to put Rochester up by 10, Paul Marindat scored 15 points in just over eight minutes to lead the comeback. Beckman and Cade joined the onslaught, and Brandon Durnell's two free throws with three seconds to go iced the victory. Number one, Spring Arbor escapes Rochester, 73-72. Paul Mirandat led the Cougars with 25, but surprisingly, as one of the most controlled players in the country, he was also whistled for a technical. For Rochester, Armand Cartwright played all 40 minutes and scored 29. Spring Arbor decisively out-rebounded Rochester, 33-21. Spring Arbor's next action, they host a couple of WAC teams, Concordia University on November 5th, and travel to number nine, Indiana Tech of the WAC on November 7th. Number two, Oregon Tech faced Northwest Indian College Wednesday in their season opener and easily cruised to a 113-50 victory. Tyler Heeb and Seth Erickson led the Hustlin' Owls with 15. All-American Mitchell Fink scored eight with eight assists and five steals in just 18 minutes of play. Oregon Tech out-rebounded Northwest Indian 55-15. Northwest Indian top scorer was Samuel Marqueda with 13. On Sunday, Oregon Tech hosted Cal Maritime of the Cal Pack, a game that was moved to Klamath Falls due to fires in California. Maritime coach Brendan Rooney had his team ready to play, and they played Oregon Tech tight for the first half. In the second half, Oregon Tech just found another gear, and at the 13-minute mark of the second half, they had extended the lead to over 20 points. Oregon Tech wins. 103-79. to All-American Mitchell Fink led the Hustlin' Owls with 24, adding 5 assists, 5 steals, and 4 rebounds. Tech's Seth Erickson went 7-for-9 from the field for 21 points and added 6 rebounds. Xavier Lucero had an excellent game for Cal Maritime, scoring 30 with 5 rebounds. Next action for Oregon Tech, they travel to Park University on November 7th and Emory Riddle on November 8th. Number three, College of Idaho, played a couple of exhibition games against NC2A Division I in the state of Utah against Utah State and Utah Valley. They're gaining valuable experience against top opponents before entering that tough Cascade Conference tussle. Next action for College of Idaho, they host the Taco Bell Shootout in Caldwell, Idaho. On November 8th, they play Portland Bible, and on November 9th, Montana Tech, a team they notched a big road victory against earlier this season. Number four, Indiana Wesleyan. Friday night took on a tough Appalachian Conference team, number 17 Union. Hot shooting, almost 42% from three, and dominance on the boards led Indiana Wesleyan to a 93-72 victory. Indiana Wesleyan out-rebounded Union 45-34. Jumping out to a big first-half lead, Union never threatened in the second half. Kyle Mangus led Indiana Wesleyan with 26 points, 8 rebounds. Sophomore post Seth Maxwell with a double-double, 22 points, 13 rebounds. Nick Marshall and Ronnie Carson both had 14 for Union. 
On Saturday, Indiana Wesleyan played NAI Independent Lincoln College, winning that battle 83-74. A tightly played first half, Indiana Wesleyan was able to build a nine-point lead by halftime. The game stayed close in the second half. However, it was clear Indiana Wesleyan was in control and came up with key shots to keep Lincoln at bay. They were able to use crisp ball movement to find open men and shot almost 60% for the game. A 35-27 rebounding advantage also kept Lincoln from multiple opportunities. Kyle Mangus again led Wesleyan with 22. Darnell Latham Jr. and Winslow Martin II were top scorers for Lincoln with 15 apiece. Next action for Indiana Wesleyan. On November 12th, they travel to number 13, IU East. That'll be a tough road matchup and a good test for Indiana Wesleyan. Number four, Morningside. Remember, we have two teams tied at four. Morningside opened up on the road against number three, Indiana Tech, on Friday at the Cornerstone Classic. In one of the most exciting games of the weekend, Morningside held on for a 59-58 victory. A close game all the way, a defensive struggle, came down to a Trey Brown free throw with six seconds remaining. It broke the eighth tie of the game. A Max Huber three, as time expired, fell off the mark and Morningside survived. Indiana Tech was tough on the boards, out-rebounding Morningside 46-36, but shooting doomed Indiana Tech, shooting only 38% from the field, 25% from three, but free throw shooting put the nail in the coffin, going 10 for 21. You know Coach Ted Albert will not take that well, a tough start for a very good team. Morningside was led by Trey Brown off the bench with 11. Zach Imig and Tyler Borchers had eight each. Josh Klein had a double-double for Indiana Tech with 14 points, 11 rebounds. On Saturday, Morningside faced number 12, Cornerstone, from the WAC. They controlled the game wire-to-wire, winning 78-58. They held Cornerstone to 36% from the field while shooting lights out from three at 45%. A Morningside victory never in doubt. Morningside's Tyler Borchers was magnificent in this one, 27 points, going 12 for 19 from the field. Christian Rodriguez and Tyler Baker both dropped in 14 for Cornerstone. Next action for Morningside, they travel to Atchison, Kansas, to take on two Heart of America opponents. November 8th, they play Benedictine College, and on November 9th, Missouri Valley College in the Benedictine University Classic. Number six, Dakota Wesleyan. They played in the NAI Sanford Pentagon Classic for their season openers this weekend. Dakota Wesleyan facing a couple of North Star Conference foes. Saturday against Dakota State, winning 80-62 after jumping out to a 14-point halftime lead. Dakota Wesleyan never looked back in the second half. A two-headed attack for Dakota Wesleyan, Ty Hoagland, 29 points, Nick Harden, 25, Josh McGreal, 15 for Dakota State. On Sunday, they played Presentation in the Pentagon Classic and defeated Presentation 95-62. Dakota Wesleyan built a 14-point halftime lead and built on that in the second half for the win. Another excellent game for Dakota Wesleyan's All-American, Ty Hoagland. He had 26 points in 26 minutes. Tyson Smiley had 17. Presentation's Jackson Becker scored 12. Next action for Dakota Wesleyan. On November 13th, they play number 25, Dort. 
Number seven, Oklahoma Wesleyan traveled to Moberly, Missouri on Friday to face Central Christian College of the Bible, defeating them 94-65. I believe that may have been an exhibition game because I was unable to locate any stats. Next action for Oklahoma Wesleyan on November 4th, they travel to Point Lookout to play College of the Ozarks. And November 6th, they take on Bacone College on the road. Number eight, Mount Vernon Nazarene. They host Kent State Cuscararis on Wednesday and defeated them 101-70. Isaac White, 22 points, nine rebounds for Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon held Kent State Cuscararis to 35% shooting while out-rebounding them 48-34. Gunnar Tharp led Kent with 15. Friday, Mount Vernon easily defeated Denison University. Balanced scoring told the story for Mount Vernon. Seven players in double digits, led by Eric McLaughlin with 20. Austin Jones racked up a double-double with 15 points, 10 rebounds. Denison was led by Fred Brow with 13. Next action for Mount Vernon, November 5th, they travel to number 23, Indiana Tech for a crucial contest, and on November 8th, they host Lords University. Number nine, Madonna, coming off a pair lost, hosted the Bernie Halwicki Classic Friday night hosting River State's opponent, Bresica University. Madonna was victorious, 102-82. Good game for Madonna to right the ship. They shot well, they dominated the boards. Madonna transfer, Henry Spite beginning to hit his stride scoring 25 in the contest with eight rebounds. Balanced scoring for Madonna with five in double digits. Brescia led by Jalen Rose with 15. Saturday, Madonna defeated Chicago Conference Roosevelt University, 83-75. A tight game for the first 13 minutes. Madonna seized control, took a 15-point lead into halftime. Roosevelt could not get closer than 12 in the second half. Madonna went on to the victory. Henry Spite really becoming the player Madonna was expecting as he logs a double-double today with 22 points, 11 rebounds. Bennett Fuzak, 22 for Roosevelt. Next action for Madonna, November 7th, they host number one Spring Arbor for a huge game. And November 9th, IU Northwest comes to town. Number 10, IU Kokomo went to the Calumet College of St. Joseph Classic this weekend to face two Chicago Conference foes. On November 1st, they faced Calumet College of St. Joseph. IU Kokomo came through in a squeaker, 77-76. IU Kokomo in control for the rest, most of the game, went up 10 with eight minutes to go on a Traquan Spivey two-pointer. But with 2.20 to go, Corvon Lott three-pointer capped a 10-point run, and this game was tied. Tight to the end, a Darien Porch free throw put IU Kokomo up for good with 10 seconds remaining, and Corvon Lott's final three did not find the mark. Traquan Spivey and Akil McLean led Kokomo with 18 apiece. McLean was also called for a technical foul. Corvon Lott topped Calumet with 24. On Saturday, IU Kokomo fell to Chicago Conference opponent Robert Morris University. 80-69. to 69. After resting the lead at the six-minute mark of the first half, Robert Morris led the rest of the way. IU Kokomo was able to cut the deficit to four with just over a minute to go, but could get no closer. IU Kokomo falls to Robert Morris. Robert Morris's Joshua Robert tallied 23. And for IU Kokomo, Akil McLean with 21. Next action for IU Kokomo, November 6th, they host Lincoln College. And November 9th, 
take on Harris Stowe State University. Number 11, Olivet Nazarene travels to Missouri for the Cougars versus Cancer Classic to take on two American Midwest teams. Friday, facing Columbia College, defeating them 81 to 62. Following a tight first half, Olivet took control in the second half for an easy win. Balanced attack from Olivet with Nick Reed recording a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Alex Gross led Olivet in scoring with 20. Jack Fritch also recorded a double-double for Columbia College with 17 points and 10 rebounds. Saturday afternoon, taking on William Woods University of the American Midwest Conference. Olivet Nazarene won handily, 100-67, maintaining a large lead throughout the contest. Two double-doubles in this game for Olivet. Nick Reed with 20 points, 14 rebounds. Alex Gross, 12 points, 10 rebounds. William Woods Tyreel Nelson, 11. Next action for Olivet Nazarene, travel to Huntington, Indiana for the Ness Brothers Hall of Fame Tournament where they take on East-West University on November 8th. Number 12, Cornerstone Friday in that Cornerstone Classic, taking on North Star Conference Grace Christian University. Cornerstone won that game 91-67. This game was decided in the first half with Cornerstone outscoring Grace by 22. Cornerstone held Grace to 35% shooting and 23% from three. Cornerstone's Kyle Hayes, a double-double, 11 points, 14 rebounds. Carter Knipe led Cornerstone scoring with 17. Grace's Austin Jackson had 22. Saturday, a battle with G-Pack Power, number four Morningside. As we detailed already, Cornerstone dropped that contest 78-58. to Next action for Cornerstone, they travel to Palo Heights, Illinois to play Trinity Christian College on November 8th and St. Xavier University November 9th. Number 13, Southwestern, hosted Dallas Christian on Thursday. They won 153-85, to a real squeaker. Andrew Hamm top honors for Southwestern with 27 points, 7 rebounds. Darian Davis dropped in 28, 11 rebounds for Dallas Christian. And Dallas Christian Jordan Varner was whistled for a technical foul. On Saturday, Southwestern went on the road to NAI Independent College of the Ozarks down in Point Lookout. They won 93-84. Southwestern maintained a double-digit lead most of the game. College of the Ozarks got within six with a minute and a half left, but no closer. Justin Criddle, 24 for Southwestern. And Southwestern's Ahmad Pratt, double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Next action for Southwestern at home against Manhattan Christian, November 7th. Number 14, IU East, got into the fray and traveled to Marion, Indiana on Friday, took on NAI Independent Lincoln College, and they fell 103-94. Lincoln led the entire first half. IU East was able to get the deficit to one at the 10-minute mark, but Lincoln responded with a 14-point run over the next four minutes to bloat the lead to 15, and they never looked back. These teams played evenly and the contest was decided at the free throw line, with Lincoln outscoring IU East by 10 at the stripe. Unfortunately, this game was marred by a bit by three technical fouls. Lincoln's Latuan Porter and Montez Crumble were both tagged with technicals, as was Donald Lee from IU East. Darnell Latham Jr. led Lincoln with 32. IU East led by Isaiah Moore with 23. Nate Soltis with a double-double for IU East with 11 points, 10 rebounds. Saturday against number 17 Union of the Appalachian Conference was a thriller of the day. 
IU East winning in overtime, 105-99. The game did not see a double-digit lead the entire way. Neck and neck game down to the end of regulation. IU East, Bishop Smith going to the line for two. His team down by one. He makes one of two and sends this game into overtime. IU East seized early control of the overtime, and they went on to defeat Union. IU East, Bishop Smith was unstoppable, scoring 40 on the day. Union's Ronnie Carson scored 25, and Union only used seven players in this game. Next action for IU East, they're at home November 5th against Huntington, University of the Crossroads League, and then they travel to Marietta, Georgia to compete in the Life University Running Eagle Classic. In that, they will take on Wilberforce on November 8th and College of Coastal Georgia on November 9th. Number 15, Marion, they get into the action November 5th, hosting Ohio Christian University and November 9th, traveling to Roosevelt University. Number 16, Jamestown. On Monday, they played North Star Conference Valley City. They won convincingly 104-86. Terrell Alfred, in 27 minutes off the bench, dropped in 25. Brock Schramm and freshman Phenom Mason Walters added 16 each. Walters had a whopping 17 rebounds. Logan Nelson played a great game for Valley City, 32 points, 10 rebounds for the double-double. It wasn't enough. Valley City falls to Jamestown. Next action for Jamestown, November 6th, they travel to Dickinson State. Number 17 Union, as we said, kicking off at the Caleb Dimmick Memorial Classic at Indiana Wesleyan. Friday, big test, number four in Indiana Wesleyan, they dropped that 93-72. Saturday, facing IU East. Lost that overtime game, 105-99. Tough weekend for Union. You know, a school that's always in the fray dropped two games this weekend. Next action for Union, jumping straight into Appalachian Conference, traveling to Bryan on November 6th, and hosting another conference game against Allen on November 9th. Number 18, Southern Oregon, taking on NAI D1 powers right out the gate. Friday, facing last year's NAI D1 runner-up, Carroll College. They lost that game 79-58. Carroll dominated defensively, holding Southern Oregon to just 16 points in the first half. Carroll holding Southern Oregon to 18% from 18% from three, and they were never threatened. Jovan Schlesvon Kanin scored 34 for Carroll. Southern was led by Aaron Borch with 17. Saturday, Southern Oregon defeated Montana Tech 83-73, recovering nicely from the night before. Hitting big shots when necessary, Southern Oregon logged a big win on the road. Southern Oregon sophomore guard Taron Bradford played what may be the best game of his career, scoring 22 while guiding the Raider offense. Jordan Hunt, a Southern double-double, 17 points, 11 ribbies. Troy Owens Jr., 22 for Montana Tech. Southern Oregon surprised on the boards, out-rebounding the NAI D1 opponent 45-23. Next action for Southern Oregon will be at the Lithia Oregon Tech Classic in Klamath Falls, Oregon. November 15th, taking on Antelope Valley. And November 16th, UC Merced. Number 19, St. Francis of Illinois plays IU Northwest on November 6th. It seems odd to me, and I had to double-check this twice, twice so I, I guess that's a triple-check. St. Francis' first game is a conference game against IU Northwest. On November 11th, they take on WAC opponent Aquinas, and then right back into conference action on November 13th against Cal, Calumet College of St. Joseph. That just seems so odd to, to kick off and play your first game a conference game. Number 20, Voorhees. They make it a bit hard to get information. They don't publish any results or box scores outside of the NAI DAC stats. 
However, regardless, on Thursday they hosted Kaiser of the Sun Conference in a game that Voorhees led by 25 with 12 minutes to go. Kaiser ties the game at the three-minute mark. Voorhees reestablished a six-point lead with 13 seconds to go just to find Kaiser within two at the four-second mark. Voorhees held on in the final seconds. 89-87 win. In that one, Alex Brooks, 17 for Voorhees. Malik Timmons, 14. And he was also called for a technical foul. Jamar Markins had 26 for Kaiser. On Saturday, Voorhees brought in Avi Maria, University of the Sun Conference, and this time they fell 81-70. to The story of this game was three-point efficiency. Avi Maria shot 47% from the three while holding Voorhees to 18%, hitting 11 more threes for the game. Voorhees falls to Avi Maria. Leo Berenda double-double for Ave Maria with 23 points, 10 rebounds. Voorhees, Adonis Bailey, log 29. Next action for, for Voorhees on November 5th, taking on and hosting Carolina Christian College, and on November 9th, hosting Piedmont International University. Number 21, Warner. Saturday, they hosted Johnson University, and they won 114-52. to Warner's Maxwell Benoit with 17 Next action for Warner on November 6th, Florida College comes to Lake Wales, and then on November 8th and 9th, Warner goes to Mount Vernon, Georgia for the BPC Classic, taking on Bruton Parker College on the 8th and Middle Georgia State University on Saturday, November 9th. Number 22, Bellevue Bellevue of Nebraska at home on Friday, taking on Briarcliff from the GPAC. And they fell to the cliff, 81-76. Even though Bellevue was able to outboard Briarcliff, 44-33, this, this game came down to shooting. Briarcliff shooting a reasonable percentage, but they held Bellevue to 42% from the field, 13% from the three, and number 22 Bellevue falls to Briarcliff. Jackson Lamb led the way for, for the cliff with 20 points, 8 rebounds, and he played 38 minutes. Jameel King scored 16 for Bellevue. On Saturday, Bellevue lost to NAIA Independent Haskell Indian Nations at Bellevue 90-87. A nip and tuck game throughout. Haskell was able to hold off Bellevue at the end, and Bellevue drops 2 this weekend. Connor Dukes with 23 for Bellevue. Haskell's Byron Elledge with 30. Next action for Bellevue, November 9th, when they host Avila. Number 23, Indiana Tech playing in that Cornerstone Classic. On Friday, taking on number 4, Morningside. And as we already detailed, they lost that heartbreak, 59-58. Saturday, hoping to rebound against Grace Christian University. They're defeated again, 74-71. to Indiana Tech is 0-3, and nobody anticipated this start for this team. Grace took a three-point lead with 15 seconds to go on a pair of Keontae Blackamore free throws, and Indiana Tech could not answer. Bra Winchester Jones with 24 for Grace. Indiana Tech's Mitch Morgan with 14. What a tough weekend for Indiana Tech. Next action for Indiana Tech, big game hosting number 8, Mount Vernon Nazarene on November 5th. And on November 9th, they'll host Trinity International University for their last warm-up before heading into WAC action. 24, St. Francis of Indiana traveled this weekend to the Clark University Classic, Friday taking on Clark University of the Heart of America Conference. A thriller that went to overtime saw St. Francis come away with a 102-99 win. With Clark leading by 15 with 10 minutes to go, St. Francis went on a furious run 
tying the game at the six-minute mark. The lead seesawed back and forth, and then Clark's Darius Lasley had a chance to win the game with two free throws with one second remaining. He missed the first and nervously canned the second. He sent the game to overtime. St. Francis grabbed an early lead in overtime, and Clark was never able to overcome. Lance Dollison with 24 for St. Francis, Darius Lasley 27 for Clark. Saturday, St. Francis facing Grandview of the Heart of America Conference. St. Francis won 74-54. Lance Dollison and Jeffrey Reynolds 12 each, each for St. Francis. Grandview's Nanakotam Ayansu a double-double with 13 points, 16 rebounds. Next action for St. Francis, November 5th, Lords University. November 8th, they'll be traveling to the Sil- Silver Lake College. Number 25, Dort, taking on two North Star teams. On Friday, they go to Valley City. Defeated them 86-76. to Dort's Garrett Franken, a double-double, 15 points, 11 rebounds. Valley City's Kevin Schramm with 22 points. Saturday, they went up the road to Mayville, and they fell 96-80. to Mayville's Iker Cruz scored 23, and the top scorer for Dort was Garrett Franken. 24 points, 11 rebounds for a double-double. Next action for Dort, they travel to Orange City, Iowa to take on Viterbo on November 8th and Ozark Christian November 9th. That wraps up our top 25, but in other news, Walla Walla University will have a new coach. They're in the Cascade Conference. Eric Cantrell resigned this week. This is a program that canceled last season and looked all the world like they had turned things around. They had two big wins to begin the season. We wish Coach Cantrell and the Walla Walla players the best during the transition. Also, I'm sure you noticed I highlight technical fouls. I don't like them. I don't think losing your cool and saying magic words is part of the game. Everyone needs to do their part to maintain the integrity of the game. I understand everyone's human, but a technical should be a rare and very uncelebrated event. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please favorite, subscribe, and just force your friends to listen. This is Billy D, Cascade Hoops Talk.